be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Learn to think differently. Learn to live differently. God wants you to do more than just survive. He wants you to thrive. Be changed. Be renewed. Be transformed. Well, happy Sunday to you all. Thank you for joining us today. We are on week four of this sermon series called Transformed. And, and as you know, we're looking at seven key areas of your life where God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to line up with his purposes for us. Last week, we talked about uh, mental health and um, how to manage your mind, your thoughts. This week, I want to turn the dial again, and uh, we're going to look at how to manage your emotions, what the Bible says about managing your emotions. And you might say, how to deal with how I feel. How do I deal with with how I feel. In Mark chapter 12, verse 29 and 30, Jesus says this. This is in your notes today. It says, the most important commandment is this. You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength. These are the words of Jesus. And he's saying, I don't want you to just kind of love God. I want you to passionately love God with everything that you have, your whole being. God, you know, Jesus is calling us to this all-in love and pursuit of God. It's important for us to know today as we start out, God gave you emotions for a reason. I want, uh, I want every husband in this room to turn to his wife and say, God gave you those emotions. <laughs> and now give her a thumbs up. Listen. Emotions are a gift from God. There are so many things in life that we, think, that we would like to say, like, that is not of the Lord. Listen, things just get unhealthy. Men, before you, you think that it's all about your wife, there's some emotions in your life as well that God is calling you to return to health and alignment in. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. God gave you your emotions for a reason. He wants you to experience, Scripture says, the joy of salvation or the peace of God that passes all understanding. To be alive is to have feelings. It's to be passionate. God did that for a reason. See, God is an emotional God. A lot of people don't really ponder this, but God feels joy. He feels grief. He feels pain. He feels hatred towards sin. And the reason that you have emotions is because you're made in God's image. He wants you to feel life. Your emotions are a gift from God. Now, they may not always seem that way. Your emotions may not always seem like they're a gift from God because life certainly has its thrills and its chills, you might say. But emotions have a God-ordained place in your life. And I want to start out with just an emotional baseline. And that is this, that there are two extremes to avoid in your life. 
There's two extremes that you need to avoid in dealing with emotions. One is called emotionalism, and one is called stoicism. Emotionalism means that you you think that all that matters is how I feel, and I'm going to base my entire life on my feelings. It doesn't matter what's right or wrong, good or bad. Everything that I do is based on my emotions, and my emotions run my life. Stoicism is the exact opposite. It's the belief that feelings aren't important at all. It's when you say, it doesn't matter how I feel. The only thing that matters is my will or my intellect. And so the Stoics say that emotions are no part of life and feelings don't really matter. And these are two extremes. These are two extremes when it comes to your emotions because you could make your mind and your intellect an idol in your life and say that it's my God, it's what's going to run everything. Or you could make your emotions and your experience a God in your life and say, this is what I'm going to live according to. But you realize that both are wrong, don't you? You realize that both extremes are unhealthy. God gave you a mind and he gave you emotions and he expects you to use both. And for both, last week we talked about our mind, this week our emotions, both of them need to be healthy. They need to be balanced. And so there is a happy, healthy balance. (coughs) Excuse me. A happy, healthy balance, which is where you really want to be. And we're going to talk about that this morning, if I can get my throat cleared here. It's not emotionalism. It's not stoicism. Just like last week, we talked first about Um, When we looked at how to manage our mind, we looked at why we need to manage it and then how. And that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to talk about why we need to manage our emotions. Why is that important? Why is it a big deal? And then we're going to talk about how you do that. Oh, if I just had some coffee right now. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. When David was saying, if I just had some water from the brook of Hebron and... um, but I don't need any more caffeine. That's the truth. Okay, there are four important reasons why you need to learn to manage your emotions, why all of us, this is no finger pointing, why we need to learn to manage our emotions. The first is because my feelings are unreliable. My feelings are unreliable. You have to admit that your feelings can lead you in the wrong direction. How many times have you thought, I know this is the right thing to do. I just feel it in my gut. And then you do it, and it's wrong. How many of you guys have ever done that before? And you recognize your feelings can mislead you. Every one of us have done that before. Our gut is often wrong. Our intuition doesn't play out very well. And that's because you can't depend on everything that you feel. Last week, I made the comment about how you you don't have to believe everything you think, and certainly that's the case with your emotions. You don't have to trust everything that you feel because not everything you feel is right. Feelings weren't meant to lead your life. They are an important part of your life, but they weren't meant to lead. Some of the things you feel about yourself are just flat-out wrong. Some of the things that you feel about other people are wrong as well. So you need to manage your feelings, manage your emotions. Proverbs 14, 12 says it this way. It says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Our feelings 
are often wrong, and they can lead us in the wrong direction. So that, that's the first point. Number two is this, because I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to be manipulated. If you don't control your emotions, you will be manipulated by your moods. And there's two different things that will manipulate your moods. Other people will, and so will the enemy. If you're always guided by your feelings rather than the truth, if you're always guided by your feelings, other people are going to take advantage of you because they know that you're an emotionally-led person. Have you ever gone to a, a, a store or maybe a used car lot or, or just a, a car sales place in, in general where people try to manipulate your mood? They try to tap into your emotions and they try to get you to purchase something based on how you feel. It's a good salesmanship. It is. We call that um, impulse buying or you might call it remorse buying when you regret it when you get home. But they try to tap into your emotions. They try to get you hooked emotionally so that you'll spend the money. Now, that's just one example. That's just one example here. Um, I probably have this impulse buying every time I walk into a candy store with my kids. You know, I, there, there's something emotional about seeing this, this old-time candy when we go into the candy stores, and it makes me remember my dad bringing me to a candy store. And so when my kids say, can we have this, it's hard for me to say no. I'm just like, buy the whole store, whatever you want. And then we get home with bags of candy, and my wife's looking at me like, what did you do? That's the impulse buying, right? It taps into emotions, our emotions need to be in check. My emotions need to be in check when I go into a candy store. But our emotions can, can be manipulated. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, 28, I love this in the New American Bible, it says, like an open city with no defenses is the man with no check on his feelings. You have no check on your feelings. You have no governor, no moderator. You have no manager on your emotions. And Scripture says, you're like a city with no defenses. You're defenseless against your moods. And your moods will just turn you and they will twist you. One of Satan's favorite tools in life is negative emotions. And he'll use it in your life. He'll use fear to just whip you around. He'll use resentment or jealousy in your life. He'll use bitterness and worry. He'll use shame to just beat you up. And if you're controlled by your emotions, the devil can just whip you around and manipulate you. He can wreak havoc in your life through your emotions. And that's not what we want, is it? That's not what we want. 1 Peter 5.8 says this. It says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's looking for vulnerability. And when you're emotional, you're vulnerable. It's another reason why we want to make sure we're managing our emotions well. Here's the third one. I need to manage my emotions because I want to please God. Now, that seems like a very ambiguous statement. Let me, let me unpack that for a second here. God cannot be God in my life if emotions are God in my life. Jesus can't rule my life if emotions rule my life. If I make all of my decisions based on how I feel then I've made feeling my Lord, and Jesus can't be my Lord. See, when Jesus wants to come into your life, when he says that he wants to be the Lord of your life, he wants to be the Lord of your feelings as well. 
and your emotions. The Bible says this in Romans 8, verses 6 through 8. It says, to be controlled by human nature results in death. We looked at this last week. To be controlled by the Spirit results in life and peace. And in verse 8 it says, and those who obey their human nature cannot please God. This is this who's going to be the Lord decision. You can't please God if your emotions are running your life. If emotions are the Lord, if they dictate your life, Jesus isn't leading it. And I want to please the Lord. I want to please the Lord. The fourth is this, because I want to succeed in life. Now, this is just a great, like, proverb kind of teaching. I want to be successful in life. In all that I do, I want to be successful. Do you know the number one predictor of success in life now, people have recognized this, is if you know how to manage your mood. If you know how to control your emotions. Number one predictor of success in life. Study after study after study has shown that, that your EQ is more important than your IQ. Your emotional quotient is more important than your intelligence quotient. A lot of people who are geniuses in the IQ area but don't know how to control their emotions, they can't get anywhere. They can't succeed. Those who maybe have mediocre IQ, and you don't have to raise your hand. I'm in that category. Mediocre IQ. But if you know how to manage your emotions well, it leads to success in life. The Bible tells us this, people who lose their way, or people will lose their way and die because of their foolishness and their lack of self-control. We've all known people who've made poor decisions based on their emotions. I've met a lot of people who've ruined their reputation because of their lack of self-control. I've met people who have ruined far more than their reputation because they just couldn't control their feelings and their emotions. If you want success in life, you need to be able to manage your feelings, manage your emotions. In fact, the Bible says this to believers. 1 Peter 4, 2 It says, from now on, you must live the rest of your earthly lives controlled by God's will and not by human desires. What are human desires? It's the way you feel. It's your your affections. It's your emotions. And he's saying, now that you're a believer, your life is to be controlled by God's will, not by how you feel. Now, that's a major check on all of us. And let's just be honest. We're getting ready to to step into um, how. We, We just talked about why. Why do we need to manage our emotions? We're going to talk about how next. But this is a major check on all of us. How often in life do you allow yourself to be led by your feelings? Feelings have a role, but it's not a leadership role. It's not a leadership role in your life. And we're going to talk about what it looks like to manage the unmanageable feelings, those emotions, those unwanted feelings in your life, the things that you recognize they they should not be influencing you the way that they do. How do you manage an unwanted feeling? And we're going to jump into it this morning. The first thing you have to do in dealing with an emotion is to name it. I know this sounds uh, elementary. It is. It's like the baseline. You have to identify what that feeling is, what that emotion is. You have to be able to pinpoint exactly what it is because you can't manage a vague feeling. You can only change or control something that you have identified. 
I've come to realize that we're not as in touch with our emotions as we think we are. We, 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 think, um, we think we understand everything. We, we think that we understand exactly how we feel, but I have to admit that I'm a bit confused oftentimes on how I feel. Sometimes I just can't define it. See if this resonates with you. I'm talking with my wife lots of times where I've said things like this. I don't know how I feel about that. I know that I'm feeling something inside, but I can't quite identify it. How many of you guys have ever said that before? I don't know how I feel about that. I know I'm feeling something, but I'm not quite sure what it is. I can't name it yet. There's something there. If you can't name it, you can't change it. So you've got to be able to name it first. So we need to ask some questions like, what am I really feeling? What is it that I'm really feeling inside? Is this anxiousness? Is this worry? Am I really concerned with this direction or am I just nervous because it's new? Am I really upset at my spouse or am I upset because right before I left work to head home, somebody said something to me? I know I feel something and I'm, I'm upset, but what is it from? What is it from? So we ask this feeling, what am I really feeling? And then we also ask, what triggered it? Have you ever had God just kind of show you your triggers in life? It's a wonderful thing to ask the Lord. God, what, what triggers this? If I want to control this, I need to be able to name it, and I need to be able to, to this is still part of naming it, I, I need to be able to understand what it really is, and I need to know what triggered it. A trigger might be something that you see or hear, and it triggers a feeling. It, it might be a certain topic that somebody brings up, uh, like politics, right? You throw things out there like that, and people, those are triggers for a lot of people. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. There are triggers in life beyond politics. There's, there's things that trigger feelings and they trigger emotions. And some of those are wonderful triggers. And some of those are not healthy. And so you need to ask God, what am I really feeling? I'm trying to name this. What am I really feeling here? And what triggered it? What caused this? You need to know those things so that you can manage your feelings. The second thing the Bible tells us to do is to challenge it. So we name it, and then we challenge it, because you don't just accept what you're feeling. You don't automatically assume that what you feel is reality or it's true. You challenge it. You might have thought something that wasn't true. You might have felt something that wasn't true. You might have to ask yourself, challenge, is this really as bad as I feel this is? Or maybe even, is this really as good as I feel this is? In order to make a good decision, you need to be able to not make it based on emotions. So you need to be able to, to challenge it, challenge your feelings. David wrote many of the Psalms, and, and in, his, in, in the Psalms, he often asked God to check his emotions. God, check my emotions. God knows what you're feeling even when you don't. He knows what triggered you even when you don't. David said in Psalm 26 too, he said, Lord, cross-examine me, test my motives and my affections, my, my feelings, my emotions. David's saying, test them. So you need to ask the Lord to, to test you. God, what I'm feeling right now, 
is this really true? Is it really true? Sometimes you need a friend who will test you and check you as well. You need to go to the Lord and ask him to do that, but sometimes you need a friend. In fact, let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever given anybody in your life the permission to challenge your feelings? Not, not in a, you know what works and what doesn't work when somebody's trying to, to challenge you, right? In a, in a friendship, a loving way to be able to say something like, are you sure about that? Friend, spouse, are, are, are you sure about that? I, I don't know that you're thinking correctly right now. I don't know that, that this feeling is actually true. Are you sure about that? So we need to challenge our feelings. We don't let them run unchecked. We challenge them. Let me give you two questions that you can use to challenge your emotions. The first one is, what's the real reason that I'm feeling this? This, this is a lot like what we just said a moment ago, um, but, but it's a little bit different context here. What's the reason that I'm feeling this emotion? What really caused this? Maybe it's fear, maybe it's worry, but maybe it's something connected to what your, your dad said to you years ago, and then when your spouse said the same thing, it triggered a feeling. And you need to ask the Lord for wisdom. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He, he unloads that, that wisdom to us and that information. God, what's, what's the real reason that I'm feeling this? The second question is, is it true? Just flat out, is this true or not? It's how I feel. I know it's important, but is it true? Is what I'm feeling right now true? There's this point in, in Scripture when Elijah um, gets so discouraged, so depressed, he comes to God crying and complaining and saying, God, I'm the only one in the entire nation of Israel that's left. And you know what God said? God challenged him on it, and he said, oh, no, no there's actually 5,000 prophets who have not bowed and they're still loyal to me. What you're feeling, Elijah, is not true. Sometimes we need to be challenged. Our feelings need to be challenged. And that's called putting your emotions in check. You need to put, I need to put my emotions in check. The third thing you've got to do is to tame it. We're going to spend kind of the rest of our time on this area. Bring it under control. Bring it under submission. How do you tame an emotion? How do you control them? That's, that's what we're here for today. If you knew we were talking about emotional health, that's probably what you came in saying. How do I control my emotions? How do I tame them? Last week, we talked about managing your mind. This week, we're talking about managing your heart. If you want to succeed in life, you have to learn how to master your moods. When you have a mood, when you have this emotion that isn't healthy, you've got two options. What do I do with this? Two options. You either change it or you channel it, and we're going to talk about those. I change my feeling, I change my emotion, or I channel it, and we're going to talk about those. Some emotions are so destructive, they're so damaging, so hurtful, the only option is to change it. It's to change what you're feeling. Philippians 2.5 says this, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And your attitude is how you think and how you feel. It's the bridge of those, your mind and your heart. And so our mind and our heart should be that, the same as Christ Jesus. So the bottom line, and we're gonna come back to this one. Bottom line is I dismiss any feeling that doesn't line up with Christ. 
And again, we'll come back to this. Sometimes you have to change what you're feeling. Sometimes you channel what you're feeling. And that means this. It means that you redirect it for good. For instance, let's say that you've been a a victim of injustice in your life. You have been treated unfairly. And naturally, the emotion that's going to come up in you is anger. That's a legitimate response. In fact, Scripture says that anger itself is not a sin. The Bible tells us, be angry and sin not. Anger is not a sin. It's what you do with anger. And it's the reason that you're angry that makes it a sin or not. So you take this emotion in life, like anger, and you redirect it. You redirect that passion into something good, like a champion for justice. If you were a victim of injustice, you take that passion now and you become a champion for justice. And so you're able to to channel that emotion in a godly direction. That's just simply an example of that. But I want to come back to now these emotions that need changed in our life. And we're going to camp out here for just a few moments. Just a few moments. Some of you might say, and you might be thinking this right now, but I can't stop this feeling. I can't stop worrying. I can't control my anger. I can't stop being fearful. I I simply can't control these emotions in my life. So how do you tame an emotion? Well, Scripture is really clear on this. It's really not by your willpower. It's not something that you just say, I'm going to change it right now. I'm just going to change it. It's like looking in the mirror and making yourself smile. You can change the outward appearance, but you can't just change that feeling on the inside by willpower. Scripture says this in Zechariah 4, 6. You will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord God Almighty. You can't force an emotion to change. It doesn't work that way. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. So how do you let the Holy Spirit change an unhealthy emotion? Because unhealthy emotions will hurt you and they'll hurt your loved ones. They'll hurt those around you. How do you change that unhealthy emotion. Let me give you two suggestions this morning. The first is that every day you need to ask God to fill you with his spirit. Here's what scripture says. Galatians 5, and 23 says this. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, when he is controlling our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Whatever is inside of you is what's going to come out. When you want your emotions to be healthy, you need to fill yourself with the Spirit of God. That's the first key to managing your emotions is to be filled with the Spirit. And then that's what's going to come out of your emotions. So you could say self-control actually comes from spirit control. When you allow the Spirit of God to control you, it produces self-control in your life. The other thing to do is to every day ask God to help you manage your mouth. Oh, I knew I was going to get some kind of a response on that. I mean, last week we talked about managing your mind, and now we're talking about managing your mouth. And we know that this is a challenge, isn't it? God, help me manage my mouth. Listen, your mouth can wreak havoc on your own emotions. Whether you realize this or not, your brain and your heart 
are listening very clearly to your mouth. Your mouth controls the power of life and death. It can, it can fill you with, with goodness and it can tear you down. And you need, for your sake, this isn't even talking about what it does for others around you, you need for your sake to ask the Lord to help you manage your mouth so that your emotions are not negatively affected by this. The Bible says that your tongue is like the rudder on a big ship. That little rudder controls the direction of that giant ship. And the tongue is the rudder of your life. What you say is where you're going to go. It's where your feelings are going to go. It's where your thinking is going to go. So you say, Lord, help me manage my mouth. So again, between last week, us talking about controlling our thoughts, which is challenging in itself, and now we're also saying, Lord, help control my mouth. Those are significant challenges for us, but they produce health. These are keys. These are significant keys. So here's, here's one of those keys to seeing that happen, is that you need to make God's word your word. You need to absorb as much of God's word as you possibly can. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You just need to fill yourself full. I don't know how else to say it. What is in you will come out. It'll come out of your mouth, it'll come out in your feelings, it'll come out in your thinking, and so it's very important. We talked about this last week. Fill yourself with God's word. Read it every day or listen to it, but somehow get the word of God in you every single day. Psalm 19, verse 14 says this, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O God. There's a connection here between your heart and your mouth. You want to fill yourself full of God's word and then see what comes out. This is one of the, the, um, the nuts and bolts. This is just the nuts and bolts of emotional health. We try a lot of times to change our feelings and we try to change our actions. And God is saying, I want you to change your thinking and I want you to change what you're putting inside that's going to produce the change. Again, it's, it's like trying to stand in front of a mirror and just say, I'm going to smile. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be happy. And you can make yourself smile, but you can't just force that joy. You fill yourself with it. Does that make sense? You don't force it. You fill yourself with it. You fill yourself with the Spirit of God. It, it, sometimes... We think things need to be more difficult than they are. Like, are you serious? That's it? I can change my emotions just by filling myself with the Spirit of God? That's what the Bible says. Don't make it more complex than it is. Don't take it to a human level and say, there's got to be some kind of a formula. Listen, the formula is this. What you fill yourself with is going to come out. You want your emotions to be healthy. Fill yourself with the Spirit of God. This week in, uh, in small groups, we're going to be discussing how to heal damaged emotions. Today, we just talked about how, how do you change them? How do you change them? But oftentimes, we find ourselves saying things like, God, just take this feeling away. And God doesn't want to kill your emotions. He wants to heal them. And so there's a healing that needs to happen 
with these damaged emotions. You guys are going to be talking about that this week. But as we close this morning, I want to, I want to take a moment here to circle back to this opening scripture that was found in Mark chapter 12, verses 29 and 30. It's in your notes. The most important commandment is this, that you would love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The most important thing that you will do in all of life is to give yourself fully to God. Hands down, the most important decision that you will make. And if you've never done that, I want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning before we close. So I'm just going to ask once again, every head bowed and eyes closed, this is, this is a holy moment between you and your God. And if you're here today and you're just ready to say, uh, God, I want to give my life fully to you, I encourage you to, to pray this prayer with me. You can just say, Lord, Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins. And I thank you that you also brought me a brand new life. And so this morning, Lord, I'm asking that you would forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of the, of the wrong things that I've done, Lord. Become my savior. Save me from those things. But God, also become my Lord. Lord, I don't want to be led by emotions. I want to be led by you. And so I invite you to be the Lord of my life. And I ask that you give me the strength to follow you from this day forward. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, we're going we're gonna to transition into a time of communion right now. If you prayed that prayer, there's a couple things I'd like to ask as we close up today. In just a moment, after we finish our, our communion celebration, our elders are going to come up front, and they're here to pray with you anything that you're facing right now in life. If you made that decision and you said yes to Jesus, there's something I'd like to ask you to do. On the back of your connection card is a box that says yes. It's just a simple process, a simple thing here that I'm asking you to do. Would you take a moment to check that box and put your name on it so as a church we can be praying for you? In fact, one of the best things you could do is to take that card to one of these elders at the end of our service today, and they'd love to start celebrating and praying right now. In fact, let's take a moment and celebrate those guys today. Hey, we're going to pray once again as we move into a time of, of communion this morning. And so I'll just ask you to bow your heads once again. Father, um, thank you that you gave us the ability to feel. Thank you for emotions. But God, we want them to be healthy. We, we want them to be, um, to, to be in check. We don't want to be led by our feelings. We want you to be the Lord of our life, God. We don't want to build our life on our emotions. We want to build it on your truth. And so, God, that's our commitment to you. And, Lord, help us to not try and make this complex. Lord, help us to realize how important it is that what we fill ourselves with is going to affect what comes out in our thoughts, in our emotions, and in our words. And so, God, we want to be controlled by your will, your will, not our feelings. Thank you, Lord, for your Spirit's help in this because we need it. We invite you to be the Lord of our life and the Lord of our emotions. And it's in your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen.